What about serving one another physically in the bedroom? Being willing to be creative, being willing to communicate about it. This is something we struggled with for a long time because of my background coming out of sex is gross. I also didn't want to talk about it so or didn't know how to talk about it. So that that's something that being willing to talk it through, being willing to laugh because it, it doesn't always go the way you were thinking. No. You're like, I'm sorry, I thought the coffee table could hold us. <laughs> That's not us, some people we know. <laughs> but you gotta have a little sense of humor with it if you're friends. Um, what, about, um, what about if one of you doesn't feel like it? and one does. <laughs> like if you did and I didn't, like that. <laughs> like that. <laughs> I can't imagine that. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah, if that happens, call 911. We've got ourselves an emergency. Howdy, Pastor Mark Driscoll here with the uh, Real Marriage Podcast. Uh, this series is called One Flesh, and we're dealing with how to be one with your spouse, heart, soul, mind, and body, emotional, spiritual, mental, and physical. And in this episode, we're gonna deal with how to become one body physically. And uh, this was recorded, by the way, in front of a live studio audience at the Trinity Church in Scottsdale, Arizona, where we pastored together and founded that church as a family ministry. We sure hope it blesses and encourages you. If you're single, we want you to start great. If you are married, we want you to do better. And if things are going awesome, we want to even see you get to the next level. So we love you and we're here to serve. We certainly hope you get a lot out of this episode. All right, fourth and last category. Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Heart, emotional life, soul, spiritual life, mind, mental life. This leads to the body and the physical life. Okay. The big myth in our culture is that you start with category number four. You sleep together to see if you're sexually compatible. Let me tell you this. If you're a guy and a gal, you are. All, <laughs> all, all of the engineering is custom designed and it works. You are compatible. Okay, You are compatible. So after you're connected emotionally, you're connecting spiritually, you're connecting mentally and agreeing on what God says and building neural pathways, then the result is loving one another physically. So let's talk about this. Loving one another physically includes the sexual relationship. Um, talk about that, whatever you want to share from the woman's <laughs> perspective. This is where it's awkward. Yeah, we're not really in a living room. <laughs> it just <laughs> looks like it. <laughs> well, we're not going to do anything. We're just talking about well, stuff. thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway, um, so back to Genesis 2.24 when it talks about holding fast. That means to pursue with great zeal. So this is a part of the relationship that um, if we aren't pursuing, we're not going to connect. We're just, we're going to let that fall off the plate completely. And so it's an active pursuing of each other. And when you're pursuing each other, it doesn't just mean at night when you go to bed, you're going to pursue each other. It means it's an all-day thing. So, okay, you, you, you talk about, for guys, this is going to be a crazy concept, <laughs> non-sexual touch. 
Guys didn't know this he was a thing. He doesn't believe in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm praying about it. So just share what this... Pray for me. Yeah. <laughs> Here, there we go. There we go. All right, non-sexual touch. I did it. Okay, so um, what is, what is non-sexual touch? For a guy, it's always, I'm driving toward the red zone. I mean, it's always, you know, but what is it? <laughs> I think you should define it. I don't know. That's why I'm asking. Oh. Well, it's caring about someone and touching them in a way that doesn't always have to lead to sex, but it's leading to reaching into their soul at a level that is deeper. So it could be friendship, it could be connection, could be comfort, could be compassion, mm -hmm. ministry of presence, just being there. Yeah, it, the woman feels like, wow, he actually cares about me. He's not just thinking about what can happen if he cares about me. Anyone else convicted? <laughs> <laughs> I can always see the reader board. <laughs> yeah, it's scary. I know. No, it's, it's making a connection without having to have that. Sex is not a bad thing. Sex is a good thing. But if you're not making the connection at the soul what about before if the, that. Or so you're saying that if, for the woman, if it's like every time he touches me, it's because he wants sex. Mm -hmm. and at that point, it's like he's not connecting with me. Yeah. He wants something from me. Yeah, you're doing it because you want something instead of doing it just to connect because you love your spouse. And so um, most men are not like that. Most right. men are not like, you just want me for my body. <laughs> I feel terrible. Most men are like, all my dreams came true. Okay, so, so men and women are different. Correct. Correct. And so what would some, for the guys that really need this uh, simple, non-sexual physical service affection, what would that look like for a man? Give examples to a guy. Well, like holding hands. Okay, holding hands? Yeah. Okay. So I'm doing great. <laughs> um, snuggling. Without escalating. <laughs> Correct. Okay, that's what I'm I'm trying to... Okay, other examples. Kissing. Kissing without escalating. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. These are crazy ideas. Holy what Spirit else? gives yeah. control. <laughs> what other examples? Uh, what else? What about the man using his body? Chores. Just, oh. <laughs> All right. So, like dishes? Sure. Laundry? No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Ladies, write that down. The Lord said no men get to do laundry. That's, I told, why not? Why can't we well, do laundry? I didn't even teach the boys to do laundry. <laughs> I'm kind of sexist about laundry. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm kind of legalistic about it. So, but men should be able to do laundry. I just am weird about it. So, okay. I just, I have certain things that I do a certain way and some things don't get washed in hot water and, you know. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't want to know. You wouldn't want the explanation, so I don't want you to do it. <laughs> I'm cool with that. And you don't read directions. So I do not read directions. No, I do not read directions. So, but if but a, other things, I mean, 
chores around the house. It's not just, I mean. You like it when I gas up your car. Yeah, because I don't like to have to do that all the time. No one does. <laughs> it smells like gas. <laughs> yeah, just doing things for me that I would normally do, but you notice enough to say, I'm going to do that for her to serve her because I love her. Okay. Um, so part of this is the sexual. Part of this is the non-sexual. It's loving your spouse um, with the body that God gave you. Sometimes that's snuggling. Sometimes that's comfort. Sometimes that's flowers. Flowers. Okay. Um, what? <laughs> when you bring me flowers. That's an it's, act. Yes, it's non-sexual. It's it's touching my heart. It's touching because I like to be able to look at fresh flowers. Okay. Well, okay. Then you're going to like the end of our event. Um, so serving outside of the bedroom physically, chores, snuggling, holding hands, being friends, running errands. What about serving one another physically in the bedroom? Being willing to be creative, being willing to communicate about it. This is something we struggled with for a long time because of my background coming out of sex is gross. I also didn't want to talk about it so, or didn't know how to talk about it. So that, that's something that being willing to talk it through, being willing to laugh because it... It doesn't always go the way you were thinking. No. <laughs> You're like, I'm sorry, I thought the coffee table could hold us. <laughs> <laughs> that's not us, some people we know. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to have a little sense of humor with it if you're friends. Um, what, about, um, what about if one of you doesn't feel like it and one does? <laughs> like if you did and I didn't. Like that. <laughs> like that. <laughs> I can't imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. Yeah, if that happens, call 911. We've got ourselves an emergency. Well, the Bible says to consider one another. And so if there's a valid reason that you're not wanting, if you're fighting, if, you're, if there's things that are between you that need to get resolved. So like maybe the emotional, the spiritual, mm -hmm. or the mental, there's some things that but need to But you can't get... use it as a long-term excuse to never have sex. You've got to work toward, it's that um, pursuing with zeal and pursuing healing from the Lord for whatever reason you're not wanting to, um, but considering each other in that. And I mean, having kids is a hard thing. You're tired all the time. Your mm -hmm. body's just, a wreck, and, and so that was a really hard transition for me, personally. Five and, kids. Yeah, and so for me, I mean, I had to really, um, marriage is about serving each other. You cannot be selfish in marriage. It doesn't work, and so I had to, we both had to be serving each other. Sometimes you had to serve me by just, you know, we, we would take a break or whatever, and sometimes I would serve you by doing things that were helpful for you, and it just, we, you have to work together in it. And, and you can't just be selfish and say, well, I don't want to, so we're not going to. So Jesus says, love God and neighbor, and we're saying spouse's nearest neighbor, all your heart, emotional life, all your soul, spiritual life, all your mind, mental life, the culmination and the result of those things is the physical with all your strength 
that's a physical, sexual serving and relationship. And um, to close with this, Dr. Stephen Arterburn from New Life Ministries, I'll, I'll read this. He says, sexual pleasure is one of the most intense human experiences. Physically speaking, when a man or woman reaches sexual excitement, nerve endings release a chemical into the brain called an opioid. Opioid means opium-like and is a good description of the power of this chemical. Apart from a heroin-induced experience, nothing is more physically pleasurable than sex. Um, this is a wonderful thing for a committed mar marriage relationship because it helps to bond two people together and bring joy to living together and building a relationship. And so if for some reason your physical sexual relationship is just not strong, it's not healthy, it's not well, our encouragement would be start with the emotional. Are you face-to-face -face and connecting emotionally as friends and building that warm relationship? Spiritually, are you worshiping, praying for one another, inviting God the Holy Spirit in to do a healing work and to unify and knit together your souls? Mentally, are you in God's word? Are you under God's authority? Are you coming to agreement on God's intention and blueprint for your life? And if those three things are in order, usually what then follows is a healthy physical sexual relationship that then God uses to deepen that couple um, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and physically. He uses the sexual act. That's why it's the consummation of the covenant, that it is the sort of the binding force that God uses to really cause a husband and wife to be one. And that was God's intention in Genesis 2, that the, they'll become one flesh. And so for us, this is why we would just ask you, uh, if you are a married couple, to look and ask, how are we doing emotionally, relationally, friendship, listening, warmth, mm -hmm. emotional safety? How are we doing spiritually? Are we worshiping together? Are we serving together? Are we praying for each other? Uh, how are we doing mentally? Are we in God's word? Are we, are we seeking wise counsel? And physically, are we serving one another outside of the bedroom with chores and affection? Are we serving one another in the bedroom with a good attitude? And so uh, anything you'd want to say before we close this segment in prayer, sweetie pie, and then we'll come back to do some Q&A at the end? Well, like you said, that um, sexuality, sex in the marriage, it makes the marriage stronger. If you're working on all these areas, it culminates in that and it builds the other areas as well. But I think one of the important things to, to realize that the difference between in men and women is that stress for, or sex for a man is a stress relief and for a woman, she has to relieve her stress before having sex because that is what makes her be able to connect and relax and focus just on her husband. And so going into those things, knowing for a man to know that, that, okay, I'm going to help her take things off her plate before so that we can actually connect at this level and continue to deepen our relationship in this way, it's very important to realize that. And then for a wife to mutually understand that it is a stress release for a man, sex is. And so that is helpful if she's, you know, willing to, to serve him, but also be present I, I, and yeah, I hesitate to say serve because it's not just about serving him. Or being present it, and involved. It should be ultimately mutual enjoyment, and that's, that's the ultimate thing that you want to get to. Cool. Well, they're going to have questions. They're going to be very intimate. You can answer all of them. But first, <laughs> uh, why don't you close this time in prayer, sweetie pie? 
Lord, thank you for marriage. Thank you that you created it for us. Um, and it's a beautiful thing and it's a hard thing. And Lord, but it causes us to depend on you. Um, we need wisdom from you to be able to do marriage well. Lord, I pray for healthy marriages in this room. I pray that if there's things that they're not willing to talk about, that you would open up those conversations in a helpful, kind, loving way. Lord, I pray that if they need help beyond um, just wise counsel, if they need counseling, Lord, that they'd be willing to pursue that. I pray for healing in these marriages. I pray um, for enjoyment in these marriages, Lord. It's it's horrible to be lonely in marriage. So, Lord, I pray against that. I pray against all the lies that come at married couples and that they would be able to resist those and not allow the enemy to divide them, but allow you and your Holy Spirit to unite them as one flesh. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, guys. Love you, sweetie. Pastor Mark here saying thanks for joining us for the Real Marriage Podcast. We sure hope you enjoyed today's episode. Go ahead, if you've not already, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen. If you enjoyed it, feel free to leave a five-star review, and we'd love to hear from you. How has God used this ministry in your marriage? Here's one example that we recently got. Uh, Someone says, uh, there are no words other than me knowing with everything in me that God led me to this podcast. This is heaven sent to every marriage. They they must be talking about the part where grace speaks. I'm so relieved to have found it. I'm excited to show my husband and tap into it together on a weekly basis. Thank you all so much. Well, y'all are so welcome. If you'd like to let us know how this ministry is serving you or just find out more, go ahead and visit exomarriage.com slash realmarriage. Or hey, if you want a free mountain of Bible teaching uh, from my wife and uh, myself and our daughter, Ashley, uh, head on over to realfaith.com.